The Dallas Wings have the third overall pick in tow in Maddie Sedrist, the fifth overall pick in tow in Lou Lopez Seneschal. We're going to hear from both of them, Greg Bibb and Latricia Trammell. Locked on Women's Basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal, thanking you for making us your first listen every day. Again, you can subscribe to us on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And it is not just me. It is this incredible team that I work with over at The Next, thenexthoops.com, where we have over 100 reported pieces every month. You can subscribe for $9 a month or $72 a year. It makes a difference. It helps us do even more. So thank you for all who are supporting the work that we do. And a lot of the work we've done through the years and going forward will be about a couple of players we're going to talk to and about on today's program segment. One is all about Maddie Segrist. Maddie Segrist was remarkable at Villanova, and there's ample reason to think she might be even better with the Dallas Wings. Segment two, we're going to talk to and about Lou Lopez Seneschal, who jumped out of nowhere. And really what I love with both of these players is how they prove that the rankings are temporary that it is possible to move. It is possible to move around and move up and prove critics wrong. And I I say that Maddie Segrist, her freshman year, was nowhere to be found on any top 100 lists of freshmen. Um, I, I think it's fair to say she was, in retrospect, one of the top 100 as she was the third overall pick after Leah Boston and Diamond Miller in the 2023 WNBA draft. The thing we're going to talk about with Maddie is her efficiency. And so I got to this, and, and Greg Bibb really talked about this. And, and we really should talk about just the Dallas Wings writ large, because I'm not sure they're talked about enough. And I also think they're put in the same bucket that they've been for some time. So let's do a little review, shall we, before we talk about this? The Dallas Wings moved in the middle of the last decade from Tulsa. They were the shock now that the Dallas wins. They originally have been built around effectively Skylar Diggins-Smith and Liz Cambage. And it is very easy to sit there and say Dallas is the problem because ultimately Skylar asked out, Liz asked out. And Dallas has something to prove. They do. They Until the Dallas wins are a winning team with sustained success until we see some stability in the coaching and stability in the play style and stability in the roster, there are going to be those questions. That is not the same as dismissing the Dallas wins, which I think would be a very dangerous thing to do, not least of which because of the players we're talking about today. And we're not even talking about a draft class that included Stephanie Suarez, who was injured, but, can really help down the line potentially. People like Abby Myers. I'm a huge Abby Myers guy. I've been for a long time, very high on her game, both at Princeton and then what she did at Maryland. 
Um, there's a lot of reasons to think positively about the Dallas Wings. Look, I'm curious to see what the Dallas Wings see in Charlie Collier, who was a number one overall pick not very long ago. A 6'5 inside-outside player who just never got the reps under Ricky Johnson. Just did not get the reps. I don't know. If I drafted a 6'5 player first overall, she's on my roster, I'm probably going to take a look and see what I got. But there are these changes. There's Latricia Trammell, who has forgotten more about the game than any of us will ever remember. And finally, those of us who have listened to my show for a long time know, I have been a proponent of getting a head coaching job for Latricia Trammell for a very long time. And this is somebody who cares so deeply, who has thought so much about this. And more to the point, and I guess the easiest way to put it, she values relationships. That has not been the case necessarily in the coaching hires previous to Dallas. I guess maybe that's the nicest way to put it. Very interested to see how she handles her locker room. I know the offensive and defensive schemes are going to be on point. It's going to be very interesting. A different caliber of experience now for the players there. Amber Cox is in the front office now, an important voice on both the business side and, quite frankly, on the basketball side, too. You've got Nancy Lieberman there. She insisted on our podcast that she is not going to give her opinion. I hope they asked her. Nancy Lieberman's been through it all. So there's a lot of experience there. Greg Bibb is a relentless tinkerer and is trying to figure out how to get it right. And he's adopted some very significant principles. So I want to turn it over to the conversation that I had, uh, a little bit with Maddie, a little bit with Greg, and then we'll be back in segment two to talk to you about Lou Lopez-Seneschal. I'm Howard McDonald, and you're listening to Locked On Women's Basketball. Back here for segment two, Locked On Women's Basketball, and we are about to talk about Lou Lopez Seneschal. And again, three WNBA draft press conferences. We are joined by Wings president and CEO Greg Bibb, third overall selection in the 2023 draft, Maddie Segrist, and our head coach, Latricia Trammell. I'm going to start with Greg, who's going to give an opening statement. He's going to pass it off to coach, who'll say a few words, and then Maddie's going to say hello and we'll get going. So, again, one quick reminder for those of you just joined us, please. Mute your mic if you're not asking a question and uh, use the raise your hand feature uh, if you'd like to ask a question. So, Greg, go ahead and take it away, sir. Thank you, Andy, and thank you all for joining us today. You know, last Monday was a great day. Seven days later, it's even better. Uh, have the pleasure <laughs> of formally introducing Maddie Seacrest to, to Dallas Wings Nation. Maddie's a player who I've had the good fortune to follow for some time. Obviously, her offensive prowess is well-known and well-documented, leading scorer in the nation this past year. But I think there are other parts of her game that were the most impressive aspects of her overall game to me. Uh, I've watched her grow and mature as a player during her time at Villanova. She's a consummate leader. Um, not only does she finish at the rim, but she finishes the game, and she plays the game the right way. 
Uh, and I think she makes the players around her better. And I'm really excited to bring her into the Dallas Wings organization. Uh, as I know, Coach Trammell is as we continue our search and our quest really uh, for a WNBA championship. Coach. Well, one, I want to say thank you for sharing this special afternoon with the Dallas Wings organization and especially Maddie. I know this is something, a dream come true to be drafted in the first round of the WNBA. And I'm so honored and grateful that we had a, just a minute part in that. So uh, we appreciate you very much. And along with what Greg said, I mean, I'm sitting beside the nation's leading scorer right now. I've only asked for her autograph twice, so that that's it. But I mean, this is someone that can score in, in from multiple areas on the court. When I think about this season, she scored 20 points in eight positions out of different offensive sets. And that's pretty impressive. Not too many people can say that. Not only that, we're thinking about the all-time leading scorer in the Big East. And now we, we think about how many players have gone through UConn for that matter. We're talking Maya Moore. We're talking about Diana Taurasi. This young lady has exceeded everyone's expectations and I cannot wait to see what she's gonna do here in our Dallas Wings organization. So welcome. Thank you. Um, thanks coach. Thanks, Greg. I'm, I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait to meet all of you guys in person and uh, you know, play our first game. I can't wait. <laughs> all right, great. Thanks guys. We're gonna to go to questions again. Please mute your mic and uh, raise your hand if you're gonna ask a question. We're gonna get started with Howard Megdahl. Howard, go ahead, sir. Hi, everyone. Maddie, good to see you again. Greg, LT, always a pleasure. Um, I, I got one, Maddie, for you and uh, Coach, one for you, if I could. Um, Maddie, in terms of the way in which you set goals for yourself coming into season one, you know, how do you do it? Is it statistical? Is, you know, is there a certain feel you're looking for? You know, I'm just sort of, how do you set that agenda for yourself? And then Coach, that one for you as well. Um, yeah, just coming in, I just want to be a sponge. I want to learn as much as I can. Um, you know, fortunate, a lot of veterans on this team, you know, a great coaching staff, uh, just trying to be a sponge, you know, get the lay of the land a little bit and whatever my team needs me to do, I'll do. I appreciate it. And coach for you, you know, obviously she comes in as such a pro ready scorer, such a pro ready uh, player in that way. Um, how do you scheme for a player like this? Um, you know, what ways do you find to be able to feature her offensively? If you just take me through just some of what I know her initial brainstorms, I know you've done about it. I'm curious how you're most excited to use her in the offense. Well, Howard, good seeing you. And I know you are definitely a Maddie fan. I, I definitely have, have seen your work over, over in regard to Maddie. So I, I, you and I have that in common as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, when we think about Maddie and what she can do offensively, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back just a little bit, Howard. Someone asked Maddie a question in the, in the draft room. And someone said, you have so many incredible scores on the Dallas Wings team. Uh, how are you going to find your shots and how are they going to become available? And Maddie gave just a perfect answer and, and, and she meant it. She said, well, that means I'm going to have to rebound then. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that says a lot about Maddie and, and coming in with the mindset that she has, that she's going to be the best teammate possible. I will definitely put her in great offensive possessions to be um, where she'll feel confident 
translating her game from the college level to professionally. And she's going to have some incredible players around her uh, to help grow. Like she said, she's going to be a sponge coming in, but we'll definitely put her in the right positions. And, and that's probably about every position on the court. If you ask me and, and Greg at this time. I appreciate it. Thank you all. Thanks Howard. Awesome. Thank you, Siobhan. Next, we're going to go to Howard Magdal. Howard, go ahead, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, Greg, th this one's for you, actually, and it touches on what you had referenced. Um, you know, Maddie's turnover percentage, 5.2%, just unheard of. Uh, but also, Arike, her junior year was around 6.5%, and even her senior season was in the single digits, which is unheard of, obviously, for a guard. I, I wonder... How much do you think, number one, being able to hold on to the ball is central to the way in which you look for players, you know, beyond even just a question of versatility? And number two, how much do you think being able to do that allows for an easier, smoother transition to this current next level? Great questions, Howard. You know, I've said many times in the past, the difference between winning, the margin between winning and losing in the WNBA is razor thin. And one of the things that determines the outcome of a basketball game, turnovers. Uh, so if you're a player who does not turn the ball over, the coach has that confidence in you, you're going to get more playing time than a player who does turn the ball over more. And it's not with Maddie's stats, and I'm glad you referenced Enrique because somehow the narrative around her being an efficient player has been lost, probably just because of the volume in which she scores. But good reference. <laughs> Maddie does that or has done that in her collegiate career, not when she's challenged by one defender, not when she's challenged by two defenders, sometimes not when she was challenged by three defenders, but I can show you plenty of film where on catching the basketball, there's four players around her. And she went into the season knowing every time she touched the ball, at minimum, there's going to be two players around her. So when I think about that, and I think about her transition into WNBA, and I think about the players she's going to be on the court with, and how the opposition will not be able to do that. Then you think about efficiency and what does that mean for Maddie? So I think, you know, we're, we're seeing it. We've seen it at the college level. I'm excited to see it when she doesn't have four players around her at the WNBA level. Appreciate it, Greg. Thank you. Lockdown Women's Basketball is brought to you by Game Time. Look, Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. So the Game Time app is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. I've got one daughter who is a basketball obsessive. I've got another daughter who is a baseball and theater obsessive. We got a lot of things that we got to go to. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. I, you download the app. This is what I did. And they've got this amazing in-picture where you can see, oh, what's the view from your seat? So I can just you know, show it to one child or another. Hey, would this be a good view? The answer is yes. Boom. Done. You don't even have to plan months in advance, which is also helpful. We've got this family of four, you know. So a lot of times it's, geez, it turns out we do have Wednesday free. Game time has deals 
on tickets right up to the day of the event. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Back here for segment two, Locked on Women's Basketball. And we are about to talk about Lou Lopez Seneschal. And again, you think about what, what did Lou do? A year ago, Lou bet on herself playing at Fairfield, a very, very strong program, now even stronger with Carly Thibault Dodonis as the head coach. But made the decision, I'm going to show because Greg Bibb may love the Mac. He does. And there's no question about it. He loves the Mac more than anyone I know. But if you want the WNBA to pay attention, you go, in this case, to UConn. You can go to a Power 5 school. It makes a difference. Number of eyes, the way people evaluate your numbers. I get it. I did. I understand that. She understood it. Went to play there. And I saw her live against South Carolina. And yeah, I use South Carolina as the measuring stick for a lot of prospects, especially the last couple of years when South Carolina had effectively five bigs who were eventually or have already been drafted to play in the WNBA. And so you, you say at the college level, look, I see the numbers. I see what she's able to do. I see how she's able to get to her spots. Can she do it against WNBA bodies? Can she do it against next level defensive schemes, the type that Dawn Staley puts together. And let's just, just as a parenthetical, let's remember that, right? Like, this is not just like, oh, South Carolina's big and strong. Like, you got Dawn Staley designing the defense. So they were not the best defensive team in the country by accident. Anyway, just, just a little trope that I think we all should be pushing back against as hard as we can. But against South Carolina, Lou got to what she needed to do. Lou did what she needed to do. And this was not the only example. Against Ohio State, Lou kept them in that game. Against Tennessee, at Tennessee, goes to Rocky Top. Scores 26 points to beat Kelly Harper's Tennessee team. Lou went out and did what was necessary to prove she can play at the next level. And again, we talked about turnovers in segment one. Lou Lopez Seneschal's turnover percentage, 13.3%. She made this adjustment. She more than produced. I'm fascinated to see what she does. I cannot wait for her to get healthy. That should be an interesting thing, how quickly they're able to bring her along. The WNBA does not have an injured list. It needs one for a lot of reasons. We could have a whole other show about, probably will at some point. But listen up to what Lou had to say about her decisions. LT had a great story about her as a teenager. I don't want to spoil it. And again, listen to the way Greg Bibb is thinking about building this team, because I think it's really interesting. I think it makes a lot of sense. You may not see that Lou and Maddie and Enrique Gumbawale have a lot in common, but they do. And we'll get into it. And you get to hear about it from Greg himself. 
I'm Howard Megdahl, and this is Locked on Women's Basketball. All right, next, we're going to go to Howard Megdahl. Howard, go ahead, sir. Appreciate it. Lou, welcome to Dallas. Uh, Howard Megdahl at the next here. Um, I, it's actually the same question. It's but for you and for Coach and Greg, uh, respectively, which is, you know, the question always with smaller players is how does your physicality translate? How do you do effectively against some of the bigger players? And I guess I'm wondering for each of you, if there was a moment, whether it's the South Carolina game where you were able to get your shots where you needed to, you know, whether it was going off for 26 against Tennessee or even just your explosion against Ohio State in the NCAA tournament, if there was a moment where each of you saw that Lou was uh, Lou had that physicality and the ability for that game to translate here. Well, for me, I'm going to tell you, Howard, this was a, a great story. And this is talks about Lou's competitive spirit and her will to win. Uh, but when she was 16, I heard that Lou was with uh, sitting in a Jeep between her mom and her stepdad. And they were on a safari. And she noticed a rhino on top of a hill and this rhino started to charge the Jeep. And in Lou's mind, she said she was gonna stare down the rhino. She was not, she was gonna stare down the competition. And she did that as this rhino was charging the Jeep. And I thought, okay, that's a competitive spirit in the backing down and the physicality that we need on this team, especially coming in as a rookie. So if someone can do that and carry that and translate that to the court, uh, that's something uh, or someone that uh, uh, we wanna be a, a, be a part of our family. And so um, Lou is a competitor. She's had tough coaching. She's been at the, the highest level uh, on a stage and uh, she has, went beyond expectations. And so I expect her to do the same here. For me, there, there were a number of moments along the way, but two that stand out, Howard, you mentioned one of them, the South Carolina game was kind of that validation that, okay, Lou can be Lou against the very best, just like Lou was Lou before she got to UConn. Um, so that was one. Uh, but the other for me was the, at the very end of the season, she played hurt, um, significantly hurt. Uh, and yet played in some ways, some of her best basketball mm -hmm. and, you know, willed her team forward. Um, and, you know, you don't ever like to see a player hurt. You don't like to see a player play hurt because there are implications to that later. Um, but that was, that was pure guts and grit. Um, and it was very impressive to me and to coach and to our organization. So that was another one that kind of was top of mind for us, uh, as we went through our evaluation process. It makes sense. And Lou, what about for you? Obviously, you know, what you did at Fairfield uh, is significant and cannot be understated, but just wondering if there was a moment where you felt that, you know, during the season here at UConn as well. Yes, I, I knew that coming into UConn, it was, you know, um, going to be a, a bigger challenge, but it's, I think, something that I was looking for. So um, it came from me, um, wanting to be, you know, competing at a higher level. So um, I was expecting that to happen, and I think that it was not always easy to transition to to a team that competes, but you know, against the best teams in the country, and uh, it's more physical, it's it's faster, the pace is just the intensity of the game is different. But 
I think that mentally I was ready. And then I think the physicality came afterwards. Uh, we, Hoodie is a, the, the great coach there for, uh, and really prepared me well and the rest of the team for that. So a lot of credits to her, but I think that overall I was mentally ready. And then just, um, I, I try, you know, to, to put the work in to be able to compete at that level. And, and obviously all the people around me really helped me for that. But, um, I think I've always believed in myself, but um, I think once I was facing the challenge, you know, I took it well and I was embracing the, the role that I had. I and Howard, that. let me put my Mac hat on for a second. You know, <laughs> Lou, there's been others in recent times and I fully anticipate there'll be more Mac players that find their way into the WNBA draft and into the league. So don't sleep on the Mac. <laughs> nothing away from the Mac, I agree. True, true, agreed. Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by Prize Picks, your daily fantasy game of choice. So, how does it work? Look, you pick two to six players, and if they go on to score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. You're not competing against other people, it's you and the projections. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. That's right, you. Not just men's college basketball, but women's college basketball. Not just NBA, but WNBA. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy with safe and fast withdrawals, and it's currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the PricePix app or go to PricePix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% Instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Pitch will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Pitch will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks. Well, that's all for Lockdown Women's Basketball today. We will be back with you, of course, tomorrow. And all week, we're talking to WNBA players, present and future. We've got a big, big show coming up tomorrow, Thursday as well. And then on into the weekend with our incredible WNBA draft crew. Oh, the draft just happened. What are we doing? We're getting you ready for next year's draft. Until tomorrow, I'm Howard Magdal wishing you a wonderful Tuesday. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball.